0: StoryButton is like a radio that's built for easy listening to your favorite kids' podcasts like ours. And the best part is there's no subscriptions or fees to access the content. This week, save $10 and get free shipping when you go to storybutton.com forward slash bedtime history. That's storybutton.com forward slash bedtime history. Have you ever heard about the Renaissance before? If you haven't, this is a great chance to find out more about this amazing time in history. So the word Renaissance means rebirth, and it took place in Europe and after what was often called the Middle Ages or medieval times. That was the time of castles and knights and ladies and jousting. Some people called it the Dark Ages because for a long time, it was believed there wasn't much progress and things weren't really going anywhere. But many are coming to believe this wasn't actually the case. But regardless, it was a very hard time with lots of war and disease. Um, diseases such as the Black Death. Many people lived uh, during, that lived during that time were slaves to their masters and worked on farms and just didn't lead very great lives. So in general, there were very few large advances in areas uh, such as science. For example... But in the 1300s, also called the 14th century, things began to progress. In Italy, many started to become interested in history. They remembered the Greeks and the Romans who lived before and wondered what made their civilizations so great. The Greeks were known for their philosophers and their advances in science and government. They really cared about learning new things and finding ways to do things better and look at the world differently. So there was this renewed interest in all things Greek. People began reading the books written by the Greeks, studying what they had written, and starting to ask some new questions uh, ask some new questions of themselves, like, what made the Greeks great? And started thinking, hey, maybe we should, interest, we should be interested in our minds and in the world like the Greeks were. So the Greeks inspired the people at this time to start investigating the world. That's what leads to new ideas, right? Curiosity, studying things out, trying to make sense of why we think a certain way and how things work. Why does a tree grow? Why is the sky blue? The questions are awesome. So people began to ask these questions and give time to the arts, such as science, painting, literature, which is reading and writing books, and education in general. So the Renaissance came about from many different events and different inventions that helped this interest in education grow. And before the Renaissance, if you wrote a book, the only way to make copies of that book was to write it by hand. So you can imagine, if you had a 500-page book written on paper, to make copies of that would take a very long time. And chances are, not very many books would get copied, because you had to have people to make all these copies by hand. And in order to get all the copies, you had to travel to another city or pay lots of money to get a copy of the book. I mean, can you imagine having to pay $100 for every book you wanted to read? Or probably even more than that, a 1000 at the time? Chances are you wouldn't have as many books in your house. So around this time, there was a man from Germany named Johannes Gutenberg. Gutenberg was a blacksmith, someone who worked with metals, and he began to perfect the idea of a printing press. The awesome thing about a printing press that Gutenberg was working on was that you could take all these metal letters and put them on a rack so it spelled out all the letters on a page. Then you put ink on the letters and pushed it down to print the letters on the page. Then you just switched the page out and did this over and over, making many copies of the page very quickly. So once Gutenberg finished his his improved printing press, other people used the printing press to print their books. And it cost a lot less, which means a lot more people could buy books and read them. So one invention that shaped the Renaissance was the printing press, also called Gutenberg's printing press. Because suddenly a lot more people could read books and learn from them. They could read about the Greeks and about science and philosophy and it led to more people being educated and asking questions and starting to come up with their own answers to the big questions about themselves and the world. So now books are starting to spread and ideas are starting to spread about people. Um, and people in Europe actually have their own books and can make their, make their own books and take the ideas from the Greeks and come up with new ideas and share those very quickly you can think of uh, Gutenberg's printing press sort of like the internet today. It helps ideas spread very quickly. And At this time, another thing that's increasing is trade. And you know what trade is when you have something and someone else has something and you want to make a trade because you want their thing and they want your thing. You've probably done it before at lunch. You have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and I have a ham sandwich but I like PB&J better, so let's trade. Well, all around Europe, especially Italy, people were doing this on a large scale, but they weren't just trading sandwiches. Their entire job was to trade. And at the time, money wasn't used by everyone, so if you can imagine your dad's job as a trader, in the morning he would load up his wagon with different valuable items like blankets and eggs and horseshoes and bottles of milk. Then he'd head off down the road to the next town to trade all his valuables, So trading was done on a huge scale, and some people traveled to far-off places like China on wagons and boats to make these trades. It was a great thing because it increased the wealth all over Europe. During this time, there was an Italian named Cosimo Medici who became famous for his business of banking. Banking was another new invention that helped the Renaissance flourish in Italy and throughout Europe. So imagine you're living during the Renaissance, and you had 10,000 coins, gold coins, and needed to buy a very expensive necklace across the country. In order to get those coins to the other city to buy the necklace, you'd have to have a wagon and armed guards to protect your coins. But with banks, the really cool thing is you could take your coins to a bank in your hometown. And you you would put those coins in the bank, and they would give you a note that said that you had given them 10,000 coins. Then you'd jump on your horse and ride across Italy. You wouldn't need a wagon or armed guards. And when you got to the other town, you'd show the bank the note. When they saw the note, they'd let you use coins from the bank there because you had put the coins in your bank back home. Then you could use those coins to buy the necklace without all the trouble of moving that 10,000 coins around. And this is called banking, and it made trade um, a lot faster and safer. So Cosimo Medici built many banks all across Europe and became very wealthy. He lived in Florence, Italy, and for many years, the Medici family was known for their great wealth that Cosimo had, had gained from his many banks. So we have ideas spreading, we have more trade and banking, which means more money and more wealth. With more wealth... Which, is, which means money. People of the Renaissance are working less. So now, now what are they going to do with their time? What do you do with your time if you're not at school or working? Chances are you get to spend time on things you enjoy. Well, for a long time, people had very little of that kind of time, like during the Middle Ages. And in many places, you know, that's still true today, but we're fortunate to have uh, free time, be able to have hobbies and do things that we like because we're not working on a farm all day long. So the wealthy Italians, such as the Medici family, started to have hobbies. And one big hobby at the time was art. And they started to spend their extra money on these things. They started paying painters to paint portraits of them and their families and other subjects. And because there was now money to pay painters people started to go to school to become painters. During the Renaissance, there was this huge leap in the number of artists, uh, paintings, uh, artists who were creating sculptures, designing architecture, which is another word for designing buildings. So during the Renaissance, we're seeing many new beautiful works of art, sculptures, buildings, and some of the greatest artists from history became well-known during the Renaissance. Have you heard of Michelangelo? Or Donatello, Raphael, and Leonardo? Some of you are probably thinking, hey, those are the Ninja Turtles. Well, if you know those names, then you know some of the most famous artists during the Renaissance. The Ninja Turtles were actually named after these famous artists. So Michelangelo, the artist, not the turtle, was born in Florence, Italy, to a family who worked in the banking business. He began studying art from a young age. Many of the sculptures he studied were in the gardens of the Medici family, who paid many artists to beautify their home. Michelangelo was an apprentice at first, then began to create his own sculptures and paintings. When he was 25, he moved to Rome, that's a big city in Italy, and created his first famous sculpture for the Catholic Church called the Pieta. It was about six feet tall. Um, It was a sculpture of Jesus being held by his mother Mary, And he sculpted it from marble. I mean, can you imagine that? Taking a huge block of marble, which is a type of stone, from a mountain and carving it with a chisel into a beautiful sculpture. You had to be very careful, not make any mistakes, because um, whatever you did to the marble would be permanent. And later he created the famous sculpture of King David from the Old Testament and later painted the Sistine Chapel, the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel, which took him four long years while doing most of it while lying on his back. These were works of art uh, that were simply incredible, and many such like them were created during the Renaissance. And if you go to Europe, you can still enjoy these works of art today. Another such artist during the Renaissance was Leonardo da Vinci. What was amazing about Leonardo da Vinci is he was extremely talented at many different subjects, like math, art, the sciences, engineering. He painted the Mona Lisa, which is one of the most famous paintings of all time. And he has these journals full of amazing inventions, such as early designs for an airplane, a tank, and the list just goes on and on of all the different creative uh, and technical works that Leonardo imagined and often designed himself. During this time, you had a lot of people like Leonardo who were curious and began to look at the world differently and ask questions. And with so much wealth flowing around Italy and other places, there was extra money to educate people like Leonardo and to pay them for their uh, artistic and technical services. At the time, there was this huge explosion of art and invention and education. It was a very exciting time. So with all their, their curiosity about the world, many began to go outside the boundaries of the known world and became explorers. This became known as the Age of Discovery. Explorers began to head out on ships to far off places to find new trade routes uh, for trade or new land for their home countries. One of these explorers was a Spaniard, someone from Spain, named Ferdinand Magellan. In 1519, he set out with a fleet of ships to discover a new sea route to the Spice Islands. Can you imagine how scary it might be to sail so far from home and not know what you were going to run into? People thought, uh, They weren't sure if the earth was round or flat for sure, so they thought they might sail over the edge or they thought there were sea monsters, Uh, but Magellan and his sailors went anyway. On the way, uh, he became the first European to cross the Pacific Ocean. He also became the first to circle the entire globe in a ship, more proof that the earth was round. On the return trip from the Spice Islands, only 18 of the 270 crew made it home. The voyage had been very dangerous, and even Magellan himself died during a battle. But many explorers like Magellan took many risks, and in doing so made the way for explorers to venture out into the world. Other famous explorers were Amerigo Vespucci, who discovered the Americas, Christopher Columbus, Marco Polo, and Ponce de Leon. So now that you've learned all about the Renaissance, take time to think about how you can learn from the amazing people of the Renaissance. You can have a passion for learning or art just like they did. Now more than ever, we have access to so many resources to help us learn and become better at different skills. Think of what Leonardo da Vinci did. Get a piece of paper and draw a picture of what you would invent if you were in his shoes. Also, you can have courage like the great explorers. If you aren't brave, you won't be able to try new things and grow. It may not be easy, but you will feel very good inside when you take that leap.